We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. This month is our miracle month. It's a miracle service. All our services this month is a miracle, miracle, miracle service. We are going to be fasting for seven days from uh, the, is it Monday the 18th? Is Monday 18th? Yeah? Okay, Monday 18th to the 25th of November. That's seven days. All right? So prepare your stomach. Eat as much as you can between now and the 18th. Yeah. Yeah, and it will be the last fast of the year. So for seven days. And, this, and the fasting is get towards one purpose. We are seeking for the 11th hour supernatural intervention of God in the life of everyone here in this ministry and everyone you represent. What does that mean? If there's someone in your family that has a challenge, that challenge is your challenge from today. Amen? That concern is your concern. And so if you have a friend who is... Who is um, not doing very well in any area, that is your, you. so basically we are coming together to be a forceful intercessory family. So we're going to be praying for one another and we're going to be praying for others. Amen. What is the prayer point? It's just simple. Lord, we want you to visit every single member of this ministry this month. No dream must be left unfulfilled. Amen. No dream must be left unfulfilled. 30 days is too much for God to do what he wants to do. And that's what we are. That's one cry. One family, one voice, one faith, one cry. December is our month of Thanksgiving. So by midnight, 31st, 30th of November, by midnight, the last, the last desire must be met. Amen. The last desire must be met. And that's what we are coming together. So I want to encourage you to suspend your, your phone activities for this month. I'm not saying don't have fun, but we want, also, we, want us, we want I want all of us to be of one heart. One heart. If there's anybody here who is still believing God for a job this month. This month. Anyone who wants to get married before the end of next year, it can still happen. Someone must propose. Whether by fire, <laughs> you are like, <laughs> I said someone must propose by fire or by force. You understand? Someone is getting pregnant by fire or by force. And so by September, by September next year or August, September next year, will be saying this is a product of the 11th hour intervention of God. Someone's debt must be cancelled. You have struggled with those finances throughout this year. This month, every debt must be cancelled. Someone's expenses is more than his income. This month, God will bridge that gap or God will give you the wisdom to bridge that gap. You are entering 2020, 2020, identical completion. You are entering that year. You are entering that year without debt. 
enter that year with wisdom, wisdom to take your destiny for God. And so this month is very important. All hands on deck on prayers. All hands on deck. If you don't have what to pray and fast about, by the, by the end of this month, if you are looking robust, I will come and ask you where your prayer. If you are not, if you've not lost 10 kg, if I'm, I will stop your car, the car park, and I ask you where is the, where did you put the fast? Show me because I can't see it. May me tell you, you are fasting. Praise the Lord. So it's a family affair, all right? But I told you, this morning I want to just prepare you because sometimes we, we are so excited we forget the kind of God that we serve. And I want to introduce that, introduce, introduce him to you this morning. So 11th hour, when we talk about 11th hour, we, are, we talk about uh, the, it's, um, uh, the God we serve is the God of 11th hour. Let's look at, let's look at uh, Matthew 20. Matthew chapter 20. And they will spend time and intercede. Prepare your prayer points. Get ready to pray. If you don't know how to pray, I give you seven days notice. All right? So that by next miracle service, next Sunday, I don't want you to in bubble ground when we are praying. Yeah? Tell anybody you must pray. Yeah. This house must be on fire. That's how we got here. This house must be on fire. Next four weeks, this house must be on fire. And at the end of this service, we're going to be doing a rehearsal for next Sunday. What are we going to be doing? We're going to be joining hands, and we're going to be praying. And your neighbor will be listening to you when you are praying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? We're going to hold each other's hands, and we are going to pray. We are going to pray. I will pray in we pray in and pray in our understanding. I don't care whether it's only one sentence, but you must pray. You must you must verbalize and vocalize that prayer so that heaven and the devil will hear that you are praying. So there is no room to hide. So if you don't know how to pray, right, come and see me after service. Because a prayerless Christian is a powerless one. A prayerless Christian is a powerless. Present, presenting yourself in church is great, but where a church is on an assignment, and a prayer, and a, and and God expects you to pray and learn how to pray. So that's why I've given you seven days notice, so that from Monday when we start fasting and praying, you'll be fasting, not hunger strike. It's Fasting, prayer with fasting. Do you understand? You're very quiet now. All right? So when we start praying, you must pray. And you pray with passion. Pray with passion. And pray because you believe. Now Matthew chapter, chapter 20 verse 6 says, And about the 11th hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said to them, why have you been standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, you will receive. The 11th hour. Now Jesus says something in John eleven nine. He says, are there not 12 hours in the day? 
So November represents the 11th hour. Jesus said, are there not 12 hours in the day? So November is the month 11. Month 12, right, closes the year. So the God we serve is the God of the 11th hour. God, there's nothing too, God is never late. You must understand this as a child of God. God is never late. Your God is a great God. Your God is a God that answers prayers. We can laugh, we can jest, but there are certain things you must understand in our laughter, in our form-filled environment, that you serve a God that answers prayers. Two, that you are a child of God. Three, that God has your back. He will always come through for you. You may not see it now, but God has your back. And so, and so I believe that some of, some of us are still waiting for that testimony. This month, I am believing God that they will materialize in the name of Jesus. And so you want to give yourself, set your expectation, set your expectation, because God is never late. Let me tell you about God is never late. Let me tell you, I say God is never late. God is never late. And so the 11th hour represents, represents that final hour towards the end of the year. Like this is the 11th hour of this year. 11th hour simply means, 11th hour's intervention simply means just in time. Your God is just in time. He will always be just in time. He's never late. He will be what? Just in time. So we serve a God that specializes in last-minute delivery. Last-minute delivery. And the Bible makes me understand that 11th hour, he went out, and he saw them, and they were out. He said, why are you? I said, there's no one. He said, it's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. Get into my vineyard immediately and start work. And the Bible makes me understand that at the end of the day, he gave every one of them the same wage. Those who, got, those who started the work first expect to get more. And they queried him. I said, ah, but master, this guy only came and did one hour. How can you pay him the same rate? So at the close of that business, they were all on the same level. And so that tells me that because somebody gave a testimony that they got a job in January does not mean that your testimony is over. Because somebody gave a testimony that he got a great job in January does not mean that your job is not on the way. Because somebody gave a testimony that they are in January that, ah, I got pregnant or I got engaged does not mean that you will not get engaged this month. Does it mean that your death will not be canceled this month? Does it mean that you will not be promoted this month? Does it mean that you will not get your job this month? Your God is a God that specializes in last-minute delivery. And we have seen it. In, we are Bible-believing students. And we have seen it in Scripture. So set your expectation. It is not over until we are done. And we are not done yet. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the 11th hour is a reality of life. God obvises people at the 11th hour. We remember Paul and Silas, just when you thought that it was over, just when you thought that it was over, but the Bible says at midnight, hang on, one more miracle, one more miracle, one more miracle, there was a visitation. 
My God will visit you this month in the name of Jesus. My God will visit you this month in the name of Jesus. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is the same. My God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is the middle. He is the all and all. He is my all sufficiency. I trust the Lord. I trust the word of God. That is why we are believers. We are specialist believers. We are professional believers. We believe till the end. That is what we have got to do. Even if I don't see it, I still believe. I still believe. That is where my pastor Bola made, uh, made the reference to um, uh, our son this morning, uh, who is 25 today. One day, he, uh, my wife said, oh, uh, she's pregnant. You know, we did a test. Everything was all okay. We're happy. All everyone excited. Oh, wow. We have babies on the way. Babies on the way. Well, one day, we came back from home. I saw her, you know, cowering in a corner. What is the matter? She said, I have been bleeding all day. I said, well, let's go see the doctor. We went to see the doctors. And then um, they said, uh, put her on bed rest for a couple of days. By the third day, they came. They said, well, uh, once the blood bleeding stops, we'll do a test and just see how she's doing. And I we said, wow. Those three days were like three years. Those three days were like the longest three years, three, three years. Like those three days were the longest three days in my life. I know you just got just, just got married. This was like somewhere uh, uh, got married in October. This was somewhere around November. And after three days, they came and they did the test. They said, uh, Oh, we are sorry. I said, sorry for what? They said, We can't, we can't, we can't find the baby. Um, the, the, the feedback says it's a, the result says it's negative. And so I said, well, you can go home. You know, you guys are young. You just got married. You know, there are many more babies on the way. You know, my condolences. I said, keep your condolences. <laughs> so we got back. I told my wife. I said, listen. I said, that man, I'm not sure where he got his degree from. <laughs> mm, I'm not sure he's a proper doctor. Let's go somewhere else and do our test. So we went somewhere else. We did it on the urine test. It was negative. I said, you see this area? I don't like this area. <laughs> mm. Let's move back to my parents' home. Let's go hang spend the weekend with our parents. Uh, because there's a laboratory close by. So we went to the laboratory, the, the lab. We explained to them. They said, ah, there's a special test. This test is a blood test. We have a new we new form of equipment. If we run this blood test, even if the baby is two hours, we will see that baby. I said, ah. I said, this is the one we were talking about. <laughs> so we went, and then the three days again, we went for the result. I said, oh, we are very sorry. Negative. I said, you see, I told you, that machine, <laughs> that machine is from... It's not from a proper country. Poor, dodgy manufacturers. I said, let's go. I said, you know what? I tell you what, you know what, Bola, I, I've made up my mind. You know what? We know a doctor. His name is Jesus. We know a laboratory. It is a laboratory of the Holy Spirit. We are so from today. Don't even say anything. 
We're not seeing no doctor. Let's go to Dr. Jesus and let's go to the lab of the Holy Spirit. All right? We say we shall see. That was around uh, December, eh? December, January. Early the new year. Okay, it's around January now. So while waiting, the Lord asked me to leave my nation and move to Cyprus. I said, um, God has given me an assignment. So you just stay here, be waiting for Dr. Jesus, okay? <laughs> I got to go. So January 27th, January 27th, I left my home country, went to Cyprus. And I said, while I'm away, don't say nothing. Don't keep any friend. We don't want anybody to interrupt this protest. Just, that's why you must marry a believer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to marry a Christian. Proper believer. If you don't marry a proper believer, and you yourself you are not a proper believer, there are some things you can't even try. I say, don't talk to anybody. This is between you, myself, and the Holy Spirit. I said, okay. You know, we stayed there. How are you? Fine. How are things going? Fine. By the fourth month, she went for a test. And they told her that she has a baby in the womb over three months old. That's why my boy is an invisible boy. <laughs> Call me invisible man. Your God, you must understand what's at play here because don't, 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 don't underrate church. My problem at times is that church is so, is so fanciful these days. You can, you can lose sight of the power of God and the undercurrent of your household, the undercurrent of your faith. So the God, our God came and rescued us, gave us a testimony. So today we celebrate 25 years of that miracle. Even when he was born, he was out of oxygen for seven minutes. But the same God who gave it. Whatever God has promised you, he will not only deliver it, he will keep it. He will keep it. He will keep it. And so my charge to you in this miracle service is don't give up. The Bible likens us to a warrior. Warriors fight till the end. He calls us soldiers. Soldiers fight till the end. We are believers. We believe till the end. You sink your teeth on that promise. You don't let go till the end. Your case is not a hopeless case. Your situation is not a hopeless situation. The God you serve. He said, I have not called the seed of Jacob to seek us in vain. We are not playing here. We have the power and the anointing of God upon our lives. And Jesus died for us on the cross. And he said, it is finished. 
We are born to succeed, born to excel. We are giants in the spirit. You are a giant in the spirit. I want you to refuse to be intimidated by life. We are going to believe God till the end. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Luke chapter 1. I want us to look at sometimes to look at what, how to qualify for this 11th hour intervention. Every promise in the Bible, every promise in the Bible always has a requirement. And this is what makes Christianity interesting for me. You meet the requirement, you get the blessing. You meet the requirement, you get the blessing. You do what you need to do and you get the blessing. Let's look at Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Praise the Lord. And the Bible is Luke chapter 1 and verse um, from verse 11. It was talking about Zechariah. The Bible says, And an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fell upon him, and fear fell upon him. So when we're looking at the case study of a man who also got an 11th hour miracle here, and how he qualified for it. And the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. Come on, tell anybody your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Many. Mark that in your Bible, many. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He also he will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to whom to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make, ready, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So we see a man and his wife here who enjoyed the last minute, 11th hour intervention of God. But let us look at certain things about them that qualified, that qualified them for this intervention. The Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And some have mastered the art of praying for the good of the land without willingness and obedience. That's fraud. That's not how God works. There's for every promise in the Bible, there's always an expectation of heaven. So let us really look at the lifestyle of Zacharias and Elizabeth that qualified them for this kind of intervention. So the Bible, so from, from here, we will notice one or two things. They were old. The Bible says they were advanced in years and they were childless. They were believing God for a miracle. For the Bible to say they were advanced in years, it means that naturally it looked impossible for them to have kids. They were believing God for a miracle. Like you and I are believing God for this month. 
But something about them stands out. They were faithful people. Zechariah was a faithful man. They were a committed couple. He was a, he was a faithful man. In fact, we see his faithfulness in the way, in the, in the way he did his job in the temple. So that is that's the second point about him. He loved God. He loved God. Anybody can pray for an intervention, but there's always a criteria. Are you faithful? Zechariah was faithful. Two, Zechariah was committed. He was a committed man. He was committed to the Holy Spirit. He was committed to God. He was committed to the works of God. He was committed to his faith. He was dedicated. He was dedicated. The Bible did not say that the angel of God, the angel of intervention came to meet Zechariah at home. No. He met him in the temple. A man with a need. A man who has had a need for a very long time is still in the temple, serving. Some would have walked away. Some would have said, this faith is fraud. Some would have said, God does not have the power to answer my prayers. Some would have altogether given up, but not Zechariah. Not Zechariah. Not Elizabeth. He was a faithful person. He was a loyal person. He was dedicated to the cause of the gospel. He was committed to the cause of the gospel. He was a servant in the house of the God he believed in. He was a servant. He was committed. And you know, they were exemplary people. And they were people lovers. Say, Pastor, how did you know that? Because the Bible says that say, many will come. Many will come and rejoice with you. He said, when this happens, many will come and rejoice with you. How many times have you seen someone where who think you, you see someone receive something and you think they don't deserve it? You may not say it. You may not say it. I mean, you see the, the most, uh, the nastiest person you know get the most handsome guy you think you know. And you are thinking, and I say, ah, look at me, I'm a kiss, I'm a kiss. And you are thinking, seriously, you? How? 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 I say good things, I say, good things happen to bad people. <laughs> but the Bible says that many will come and rejoice with them. So they love people. They were givers. And they gave of themselves. They gave of themselves. They gave their heart. I know what the Bible says in Galatians 6, 7. It says, whatever a man sows, that he will reap. 
So I'm sure they sold kindness. I'm sure they went beyond, I'm sure they were not self-centered people. I'm sure they looked beyond themselves. And the Bible, the angel told him, said, if when this happens, say many will come, and they will come, and they will come and rejoice with you. So Jeremiah was a, I mean, Jeremiah, Zechariah was a giver. Are you a giver? You know, when we talk about giving at times, we think about just money. No, we talk about giving yourself. Will you give encouragement? Will you give hope to someone? Will you give someone a smile? Or is life all about you? Zechariah was not consumed by his need. He didn't say, oh, look at me at the age of, at this age. Oh, by now, I thought, after all this service I'm doing in the house of God, I think, by, I would have thought that by now, I would have had kids. In fact, I'm not even sure he was expecting it. Because when the angel told him, he said, are you kidding? Have you looked at me of recent? And the Bible says, you know what the Bible says? It says, say not before an angel is an error. So the angels thought, before you go say anything nasty, let me strike you dumb just to help you and seal your lips because you are a faithful person. And, and there's something called the blessings of a righteous man. Says, so before you pronounce a curse on yourself with your own lips, before you eat of the fruit of your lips, this negative utterance you're about to make, let me hold your tongue. So they, so they held his tongue. He held his tongue. So that means that doing his heart, he couldn't see the possibility of that miracle happening. He was still committed to the cause of the, of the gospel. How about Elizabeth? She was a spirit-filled woman. Are you a spirit-filled person? Are you fervent in spirit? Pastor, how do you know she was fervent in spirit? Because she received that message and she held on to it and said, this is the name of the boy called, and his name will be John, and everybody agreed. If he wasn't fervent in spirit, there's no way she would have received that message. Are you fervent in spirit? If you're not fervent in spirit, the possibility of 11th hour intervention will be, very, will be very far. Does that make sense? So I want you to prepare your heart this month. I want you to be determined and set your heart, your heart and your house in order. Set your heart, prepare for his intervention. Set your lifestyle in order. Be a faithful person, a committed person, a dedicated person. Be a giver. Be a people lover. Give a smile. Give an encouragement. Give joy. Give a helping hand. And the God that, high, that intervenes in the 11th hour will meet you on the way in Jesus' mighty name. Rise to your feet and let us pray. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.com org.uk. Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.